Hello, and welcome to another episode of Under the Radar SFF Books Podcast. My name is Blaze. Thank you so much for joining me and wherever you may be listening around the world. If you like the content I create, please hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share it on social media. It really helps me grow as a podcast creator. Today's episode is going to be my second entry into the fantasy subgenre series that I started with classical fantasy as one of my earlier episodes. And this episode, I'm going to be talking about weird westerns. Now, even before I go into this subgenre of weird westerns, for any of you who's ever read westerns or wants to get into just westerns in general, a great starting point is actually Cormac McCarthy. He is the author of two books that I really have grown to love when I first read them. They are No Country for Old Men, which has also been turned into a very fantastic movie. And another one is also called Blood Meridian. So if you're looking for just a Western story to kind of get yourself started, those are places I would suggest starting. So a weird Western takes all of the familiar tropes and elements and settings of a typical Western and just incorporates the mix of either science fiction, fantasy, or even horror. Now, what are the typical tropes and elements that make up a Western? Well, typically, the settings, it occurs in Western states of typically in the U.S. They can be either Texas or Nevada or Colorado. It doesn't doesn't really matter as long as it has these particular tropes. And those are kind of like a desert town where you have like a lot of a lot of sand, a lot of horses. The town will typically have a rough sheriff. It'll have a bank. It'll have a saloon. It'll have outlaws. It'll have gambling, a lot of drinking. There's usually a lot of other types of entertainment that I don't necessarily need to get to on this podcast, but we all get the point. So what are some of the best examples for this type of subgenre, weird westerns, that exist in literature today? And the best example to bring forth is definitely from one of the most popular authors to ever live, and that is Stephen King's Dark Tower series. Now, if you're a moviegoer like myself, you've probably seen the Dark Tower series as a newly developed movie. Um, Now, the reviews on that particular movie are mixed, to say the least. Um, Some people think it doesn't give homage to the first couple of books in the series, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. But if you're looking to dive into the weird Western subgenre, the Dark Tower series by Stephen King is a great way to start. And the first book in that series is called The Gunslinger. Now, just a bit of background on The Gunslinger in general. If you do pick up the series, please note that the first book, it's not really a first book in a series so much as it's just an introduction. And what I mean by that is, It's the shortest book in the series, and it's broken out into four parts, and it basically reads like four short stories. Now, these short stories were not originally published together. They were published separately, and I believe it was in like some type of magazine or some type of articles that Stephen King did. And then originally when he wanted to do the series, he decided to push them all together into one volume because the four stories follow this one character named Roland. And Roland, he's a gunslinger, he starts off in the desert, and he sees in the horizon this big dark tower. Now he doesn't know what it is, he doesn't know what is inside, doesn't know what it entails, all he knows is that he wants to get there. 
and also on the horizon, he is following a shady figure called the Man in Black. Now, over the course of the series, we get to understand who this Man in Black is, um, how he relates to Roland, what is his place in the story, and you... Over the course of the seven book series, you'll add new characters and the plot just expands and expands. Um, it's one of the best weird western series I've ever read. I know there's some controversy surrounding the ending of this series with the Dark Tower being the final book. And we can get into a whole separate discussion as to why it was done that way and what are the ramifications of it and what the overall theme Stephen King was going for. But... That's a discussion for another time. So, if you want to get started with Weird Westerns, The Gunslinger is the first book in the Dark Tower series. That is where I would recommend starting. Now, with all my other podcast episodes, I always like to give under-the-radar recommendations for any type of series or subgenre in which um, new readers and followers want to jump into. And this podcast is absolutely no different. I have several recommendations for weird western stories that I think everyone will enjoy. I have read them and I've grown to appreciate them for what they are. And this is a subgenre that is very underused, in my opinion, in the publishing industry. Um, I don't know why. It's something that's always eluded me. But what I do know is that when all the elements uh, combine and they're fleshed out and they work together... It makes for some of the best reading you can possibly find if you're a fantasy fan like I am. So let's get into some of the recommendations. The first series I'm going to recommend is Golgotha series by R.S. Belcher. This is Mr. Belcher's debut series. It revolves around the town of Golgotha in Nevada, which is in the United States. It has all the typical tropes of a western. It has the broken down desert town. It has the rugged sheriff, it has a bank, it has a utility store, uh, a general store, I should actually say. It has a mayor, who is also a prominent leader in the Mormon church. It has an abandoned silver mine, and it also has a separate section of Golgotha, which is called Johnny Town. That is where the Asian uh, immigrants reside, and they also have their Um, customs, which is different from what all the other occupants of Golgotha know, and it makes for some weird and interesting dialogue and interactions, to say the least. So what's so special about this series? Well, the reason I love this series is because it follows several different POV characters, and each POV character holds a secret. Now, that secret is revealed in some cases throughout the first book, some of them are hinted at, and that you have to do a little bit of a guessing game there. But each character brings his own different interactions and own different heart to the story. And I'll just go through a few of them really quickly. The first one, actually probably the main character, I would say, is this boy named Jim. Now, Jim migrates to Golgotha from his home in South Carolina, and we get his backstory throughout the course of the first book, which is called The Six-Gun Tarot. You find out why he has left South Carolina to come to Golgotha. You find out what he is in possession of. He has interactions with um, some of the Chinese leaders of Johnnytown. And you find out just how broken of a person he is and how he's trying to redeem himself. The next character we can talk about is the sheriff himself. His name is John Hightower. Now, John is a very 
rugged. He is very strong. He's very um, level-headed. He is very um, comes across as kind of like a brute in some situations. But beneath all that rugged exterior, he has a very gentle and kind heart. He's very caring, and he cares deeply about the people of Golgotha, and is his duty to protect them. And also, one one great aspect of him is he always has like a hangman noose around his neck that leads into a little bit of his backstory which um through four books we still don't even know uh how much of a backstory that is but he's one of the more fascinating characters in the series the other one is actually um the deputy to the sheriff his name is mud now mud is a uh, native american descent he um, is kind of an outsider from his um, tribe, and it's interesting to see the interactions he um, has with all the members of Golgotha and how his relationships grow over time. The final one I want to discuss is the banker's wife, whose name is Maud. Now, you're probably thinking, why would the banker's wife be such an amazing character? Well, as I said before, every one of these characters has secrets, and hers is probably the greatest of all. And um, she is actually part of a secret organization that her job is to fight um, ancient evil around the world. And she brings that to the forefront in the Six-Gun Tarot, along with her daughter. Um, She's one of the more strong women you'll ever find in a weird Western, let alone a fantasy story to begin with. And also, she will just continue to grow and grow and grow, and she'll never let go of the hold she has over you. Just one more fun fact about this series before I jump to the next one. Um, At the beginning of each chapter, if you are a tarot card reader, the titles of the chapters are actually names for tarot cards. So one chapter might say the hangman, the next one will say a wand, and another one will say like an upside down sword or whatever, You, you get the point. I thought that was just a fun little thing to add into the story. So Golgotha series by R.S. Belcher, one of my favorites. Hope you guys will enjoy that one. The next one to talk about, and I'll talk about this one briefly because I haven't read it in full, but it's by one of my favorite authors, and that is David Gemmel. And the series is called John Shano Series, and the first book being Wolf in the Shadow. Now, this is a weird Western, kind of in the same mindset as um, Stephen King's uh, Gunslinger series, or the Dark Tower series, I should say. It's a weird Western with magic and it's a post-apocalyptic story. Now, I've been told that this series crosses over with another series that David Gemmel has written, but this is one that I hope to read very, very soon because it's been on my TBR for, it seems like, forever. The next one I want to talk about is actually a story that I finished recently. The name of the series is called The Legacies of Arnan by Paige Christie, and the first book being uh, Dragon Weather. Now, what makes this story so great? This series combines the elements of a weird western with fantasy tropes and elements. And as you can tell by the title of the first book, there are dragons in it. But not in the way you would probably think. Not like a Game of Thrones where dragons once uh, helped rule the world and they got extinct and now they're coming back and they're going to be a huge weapon for whoever has the power to wield them. This is slightly different. What happens is dragons in this series are kind of... Not extinct, but they're always on the outskirts. But whenever they come to the mainland, 
they bring about terrible uh, weather for like the farmers and some of the caravans and some of the herders that are going through these towns. And it causes great chaos. Just think about it. The winds from all of these dragons flapping, what would that cause to all the products and produce around the uh, town? What are the damaging effects that those dragons would have? You can probably put two and two together in your head as to the chaos and destruction, apart from it just being a fire-breathing dragon, but um, it just takes a slightly different approach. Now, this story follows two main characters, at least the first book does, by the name of Cleod and Lyell. Now, both of these characters start together in the story, and then they break off and go into their own separate journeys. But one more um, interesting thing to keep in mind of, especially with the first book, is that each chapter has what I like to call time jumps, meaning one chapter could be taking place um, when Cleod or Lyell are eight years old, and then the next chapter can jump forward like... 15 or 20 years and progress the plot forward that way. And the plot revolves around these two main characters and the types of horrors and tragic events that they have to endure. And that being, in order to appease the dragons to make sure that they don't come back and infest the lands once again, there is a sacrifice that is presented to the dragons. They're always female and the main driving point for this one is that Lyell's mother is actually a sacrifice. Um, and of course, this is devastating for her and her family. And Cleod, being her best friend growing up, takes it upon himself to join the dragon hunters in order to be trained up in order to kill these beasts. But in the background, we're always learning about what history says and what it entails for these particular characters and also the land and how the ruling class came up with these certain structures for why um, a sacrifice is needed and how we got to this spot in the first place. And it's some of the more exciting plot twists I've read in any story. So definitely recommend giving this one a try. That is The Legacies of Arnan, and the first book being Dragon Weather. Now this final series that I'm going to talk about in the weird western subgenre is also one of the most fun to discuss because I really see it talked about on... Uh, Twitter or booktube and it's just it has a really cool concept so the name of the series is the incorruptibles by John Orner Jacobs this is a weird western but it has a really cool twist of the Roman Empire now let me explain what would happen if the Roman Empire was never defeated how large would that empire get and as you can probably imagine they would not only take over the rest of the continent but expand into foreign territories. And that's where this story comes in. Imagine the Romans taking over the Americas. You have uh, cities and capitals named after Roman generals and emperors. You have delegates. You have uh, ruling families. You have all that fun stuff. But you're also exploring an unknown territory. So what happens is you have soldiers and special trained people who go around and hunt the demons of the land and also the indigenous people to kind of make way for the colony of the Roman Empire. And the two main characters are Fisk and Shu. I know those are really funny names, but uh, we learn about their backstory and how they were growing up and what their places are in the story and it just evolves from book one all the way up to book three so if you're looking for something fun and different and has to do with demons it has to do with special types of bullets that hunt these demons and 
what the story unfolds from there. So that is The Incorruptibles by John Orner Jacobs. And with that, I think I'll start wrapping up. So Weird Western is a very underutilized um, subgenre. It is probably more difficult to write than some of the other subgenres, but I would say um, the effort for anyone who tries to dive into this is greatly rewarded if it's done correctly. Some great stories can be told in this genre, even though it can seem a little bit constricted. But then again, with all the different types of authors um, adding something new, anything is possible. And with that, I'm going to wrap up here. Thank you so much for joining me and be on the lookout for my next episode in this subgenre series. And of course, as always, cheers.